Waves in the Finiverse, live from Hong Kong Fintech Week. We attend a class, you get an NFT that actually record your attendance. It's, it's just fun for students, right? From March next year, you really need to have invested in, in these licenses, in these regulatory and also technology uh, infrastructure that meets a pretty high standard in order to operate. I think this is going to propel a lot of future growth for the industry in Hong Kong. Blockchain is moving beyond just a store value or just a network. Now it's really becoming a part of the economic activities and maybe in a digital format, but a lot of the things that happen digitally will be recorded on the blockchain. Hashkey Group recently announced they had received their Type 1 and Type 7 license from the Securities and Future Commission. What does that mean? Well, that means Hashkey Group is now the second licensed regulated exchange for virtual assets here in Hong Kong. Earlier this month, we sat with Michelle Lee at Hong Kong Fintech Week and heard his views on the regulated industry for virtual assets. Welcome, Michelle. Great to see you, Walter. Yeah, good to see you again. Um, and uh, tell us uh, a bit, uh, for those who are listening who may not be familiar with Hashkey Group, you're one of the first uh, to get the coveted licenses in Hong Kong, but uh, tell us a bit about Hashkey Group. Great. Um, very happy to do so. I mean, uh, Hashkey is a uh, pan-Asian group. We have operations in Hong Kong. Uh, we're headquartered in Hong Kong. We have offices in uh, Singapore, Tokyo, as well as Shanghai. Um, the group really had a very long route in terms of investment across uh, the whole blockchain, crypto, Web3 space. Uh, over the last few years, we are one of the largest uh, investors in the space uh, in Asia. And also in Hong Kong, we are now applying for our um, various licenses. We already have licenses around uh, crypto asset management as well as the soon-to-be-launched exchange license. Yeah, no, I know that the Hashkey Group's uh, license for exchange um, uh, had been in process. What were the updates this year for you? I think this year, the, the big thing for us is really focusing on the next generation of technology. Obviously, as, uh, as we work towards our launch uh, very shortly, uh, a lot of the, the the trading technology and a lot of that uh, more fundamental uh, exchange-related uh, technology has been developed for some time. But on top of it, we're actually pushing quite a, a bit more in terms of uh, having being able to create more value for our users. Uh, one particular area that we're working with, I think, various regulators and also internally and, and also with various um, experts in the field is around enhancing uh, disclosures, uh, transparency around the products that we have. As we all know, on a stock market, on stock exchange, at the moment, you're highly reliant on auditors, lawyers to do sort of semi-annual, quarterly reporting. Whereas on the blockchain, a lot of the data is already real time. And on some of these very popular blockchains at the moment, a lot of the business activities going on on the chain is can actually be analyzed on a day-by-day -day basis. So we're building some tools around that 
So going forward, I think if you are, at the moment, if you're an equity analyst, you have to spend so much time digging out information. We hope that we'll have tools that would allow, I think, future investors to really have a much better handle around the, the, the underlying assets using technology. So instead of waiting for the quarterly report, you can monitor it real time on the chain. That's right. That, that's something we're, we're striving to. Obviously, it's a lot of work, uh, but a lot of data and analytics that, that's going on. So that's something we're very focused on. Um, I think the, the other big thing for us is really around, uh, I, I think, pushing the boundary. I think the, the technology um, is, is de developing extremely quickly. I think uh, KYC, AML continue to be a very big focus for regulators. And in the more and more decentralized world, we're already hearing a lot of noises around DeFi, how do you do KYC, AML, and DeFi? So we're actually using various more cutting edge technology around that, using DID, digital identity, or distributed identity. Uh, most recently, we, we have been really working with uh, the Ethereum technology. They have this new concept, or uh, new, well, not really that new, but there's been some further development around the whole uh, Poll app, uh, proof of attendance protocol, which is extremely useful for knowing your client, knowing your counterparty. And we're actually, actually working with some universities at the moment. So it's seriously, it's proof of attendance. We attend a class, you get an NFT that actually record your attendance. It's, it's just fun for students, right? And, <laughs> and it's a bit better than sort of doing your sign-in sheets. Um, well, I would love it. My son is attending university in The Hague. And um, if I saw his POAP every day, I'd be much more comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> now, um, earlier in the year, I understand Hashkey Group received approval in principle. Um, and really, in the interest of full disclosure, I had been a former colleague to Michelle and, and assisted during some of the communications. But tell us what that AIP means and what are next steps? Yeah, I think it's a very exciting times, uh, given the announcement yesterday. And I think we've seen the regulators in Hong Kong really taking a very thoughtful and stepwise approach to the whole crypto regulations. I think um, they, the the whole, I think starting from next year, there will be a full licensing regime where security token and utility token would be would require full, full licensing. And I think we obviously being one of the first movers, so to speak, have spent our time really investing in our license and, uh, and, and I think we, we should be launching exchange very, very soon. Um, and the, the timing of this is, is, is great in that uh, from March next year, I think you really need to have invested in, in these licenses, in these regulatory and also technology uh, infrastructure that meets uh, a certain standard, a pretty high standard in order to operate. Um, I think this is going to propel a lot of future growth for the industry in Hong Kong. As we see, we're seeing in the U.S., in Singapore, regulations are becoming tighter. Whereas in Hong Kong, I think the regulations already reach a certain level. And I think regulators, as we saw yesterday, have now felt that, okay, the work has been done. Uh, the market understands what needs to be done in terms of investor protections, in terms of ensuring conflict of interest and AML, KYC are done properly. Um, they're now in a position to relax um, a little bit, to allow more innovation. So in some sense, you can argue Hong Kong is moving slightly in a different direction, but I think they're taking a very long-term 
uh, approach to this, which is great. From innovators to investors, get inside the minds of the industry's top leaders in finance, fintech, crypto, Web3, and beyond. Get ready to ride the next wave. This is Waves in the Finiverse, the podcast, live from Hong Kong Fintech Week. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you mentioned yesterday's news, and I think we'll dive into that in a second. But um, prior, um, Hashkey would have received a license for professional investors and institutions alone. Professional investors, about eight million Hong Kong dollars under active management, cash, equity only, not crypto, not housing. Um, Yet yesterday's news provides an opportunity, perhaps, for retail. Can you help us understand the announcement made yesterday? I personally, I mean, I've been keeping an eye on a lot of this discussion in the latch code, etc. I think it's a very logical outcome, or I'm expecting a pretty logical outcome, which is as the regulations get put in place and uh, from March next year, there'll be, um, I think these these platforms should be safe enough for more, more participation from a wider public. And I think Hong Kong investors are very sophisticated. And I think a large number of retail investors are already invested in digital asset. And with the new rule, that you, you cannot not let them trade or ask them to go offshore and trade with an unregulated exchange. I don't think that's fair from a, from a Hong Kong user standpoint. Um, so yes, I understand that there will be consultation that coming through. Um, it's all part of the legislative process. Uh, so yeah, very positive direction. Now, when we think of an exchange, obviously we think of it as a place to buy and sell digital assets, uh, maybe get spot price on a Ripple or some forms of contract. But then there are the security tokens, uh, which are equivalent in some ways to an IPO or an offer of share. Uh, however, the, the token is a little bit different and aimed at different asset classes. Can you help us better understand security tokens? Sure, sure. I think I'm, look, it's such a new space. Everyone is learning on a daily basis, but the way we look at it, I, I think obviously we all, a lot of us will understand Bitcoin has been around for a long time. It's a store of value, kind of similar to digital gold. Then you have uh, Ethereum, which is really a, a network uh, and, if you, and, and the, would that allow smart contracts and programmable um, tokens. Now, I think what's happening that we're seeing the third wave, which is the, the whole Web3 phenomenon, where a lot more use cases uh, based on blockchains are coming out. I mean, a lot of the NFT, a lot of the GameFi, a lot of the things that are, I mean, you see a lot of consumers, uh, companies really moving into the space to monetize the brand, uh, monetize the data, monetize the, the user's um, sort of uh, experience and loyalty. And I think that's the area where you really, blockchain is moving beyond just a store of value or just a network. Now it's really becoming uh, a part of, I think the economic activities um, and maybe in a digital format, but a lot of the things that happen digitally would be recorded on the blockchain and turned into to essentially the values captured and, and become an asset. And that ability to trade those assets is going to be important. So I think historically you have stock and bonds, paper-based, very simple contract, which is saying, 
well, a bond is like you get paid back and you get interest. That's pretty much it. Uh, a bond, uh, sorry, equity is your own company and you get a dividend and that's kind of it. But going forward, using these contracts, you can be a lot more sophisticated. And that's where I think, for example, yeah, ownership rights or, or data, a more, comp- a, a more sophisticated way of controlling the value. Uh, would become would would become apparent, and and that's where I think a lot of the security token or whatever you call it, right, the STOs or new token, uh, stakeholder economy. That's a lot of this um, excitement is about. Fantastic. You also mentioned utility tokens, and as an example, Ethereum is a utility token that allows you to write and conduct work on the Ether network. Um, will we perhaps one day see a hash key utility token available? We'll see. I would. I'm very excited to find out. Yeah. No. Well, it's you build your exchange that would allow people to conduct transactions on that chain. Um, what have you been seeing on the floor of FinTech Week, hearing in the various sessions that's kind of captured your attention the last two days? I think um, the 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 focus again, right, on technology on fintech. It's it's just it's just huge again, which is great. I think um, people have been really a lot of us has really been distracted by COVID, by a lot of bad news in the world. Um, it's great to be together again and and refocus. And I think obviously the the, the government, the uh, regulators have have sort of done a, a very good job, just sort of resetting the goals. Now the goals are reset. Now it's about execution, and this is the bit that we can't fail. And a lot of it is about okay, these new rules are getting implemented. Are they getting implemented the right way? Are they going to be executed the right way? Ultimately, business and users have to be attracted back into Hong Kong. Um, yeah, so so it's a very dynamic marketplace where we're living at a very dynamic time. So I think the challenge is in front of us, but but it's great that we're now all moving in the right right direction. Now, we've covered off your um, exchange, Hashkey Pro, um, but you also have a quasi-venture capital firm, uh, Hashkey Capital. How has their year been and uh, how's the business going? I think that business continued to be flourishing. Um, fundraising, institutional uh, in, investor interest, that's just really has grown exponentially over the last two, three years. Um, and we are we actually uh, now also have full licenses in both Hong Kong and Singapore to manage secondary crypto assets. So that's another big, big major goal for our group, um, which I believe uh, would also be be in line with the plans in Hong Kong around developing the asset management industry, the wealth management industry. Uh, we've had some very very exciting discussion over the last few days on potential sort of new product launches, tie-ups. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, um, it's a lot going on, I think, uh, on the asset management space. And and I think timing-wise also, is it not a bad time to invest? It's, it's actually um, a great time to invest. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a challenge as a leader to figure out not only where you invest your time, but where you choose not to invest your time. And there are so many opportunities at the moment. How do you kind of direct your attention to make sure you're you're focused on what matters most? That's a tough question. But I think um, at this point in time, we've chosen to be, I think, a few areas, right? That That is our core competence. 
uh, as mentioned, uh, the, the the asset management business, the the whole uh, trading platform, uh, exchange platform business, which really would bring a lot of value in terms of new listing, right? Uh, bring new projects. So you can see a lot of uh, synergy between the two. And then the, and then the third area that we have also invested in very heavily and very laser focused as well as rather technology. And that's the area where you really have to pick the two, two or three areas where you see uh, impact. Uh, yeah, for example, one thing really, I think historically we've done well is really choosing between proof of work versus proof of stake. And I think you, you really have to make one or two right decisions. I think we're really focused around developing our, our expertise around proof of stake. And now we are one of the largest staking providers in the region. Um, and then we're now focusing on more, more other things, such as, as mentioned earlier, some of the uh, disclosure technology, some of the um, data analytics, as well as uh, KYC related technology. So, so that is actually yeah it, it's not easy I, I, but but I, I, it just require i think some trial and error in, in many ways as well well as a big fan of hong kong it's great to have a hong kong uh, exchange here in the digital asset sphere uh, wishing you all the best of success with hashkey group and thank you for being a guest on waves in the finiverse that was uh, always a pleasure thank you thank you This has been Waves in the Finiverse. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.